everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet that dares to talk about things like sci-fi, fantasy, Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, Star Wars, Wonder Women, all of these things. The only one. <laughs> We're the only one. The only one. Wow. According to me, I don't get out a lot or go on the internet a lot. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, as you can see, we have a gift from HBO, the complete Game of Thrones complete collection. Uh, what is it called? The the complete set, which I thought we would dare to try and open right now in front of y'all and see what happens. I wanted to open it up, so. Is anybody on the line? I hope they are. I hope <laughs> everyone is here. <laughs> if not, I'm just doing this for me because I want to see what. Cool. I'm curious, too. Hand of the kingpin. Very nice. Give me lots of on the floor here. Ooh. Yes, please hold it. <laughs> so. All right. Okay, here we go. Wow. The complete Game of Thrones, the complete series. Pretty nice looking. I don't. Okay, so yeah, they have like, like every down, season down, down, down. is a different kind of. Uh, Wait, me lower yes. just a. There we go. Wow, <laughs> right in frame. Okay, so. What are you seeing? I can't see. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't see. I have to. So I have to be the narrator. So we've got this beautiful box, and as you pull out, I guess that's each season or each I think so. Disc? Yeah, each season comes with a disc. Probably comes You've with got a little these feature. little scenes going on. These are by Robert Ball, the artist who did a lot of uh, really artwork for the show neat. over the years. This is very very cool. Yeah, thank you, HBO, and of course, congratulations to our winner um, yeah. who won this. When we gave it away last week. Congratulations. Lucky this is one of the nicest box sets I've ever seen, I have to admit. They went really all out with it. Clearly, wow. they wanted this to be memorable and, and a oh, collector's it's item. It's got weight to it. Oh, yeah. That was heavy. That was not easy to do, but I just did. <laughs> well, good for you. Is there anybody commenting off on the thing? I can't. I, 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 I don't know if for my me. comments are low, unless there are no comments. As such, it is a sad set. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Well, anyway, thanks for joining us. I'm sure you're out there. Thanks, and that's very you. cool. Um, we also have some other Game of Thrones news to just, let's just jaw about that yeah. for a minute. Yeah. So next week, I think we'll go a little wider, but this week we still have plenty of news to discuss. Finally, the last uh, kind of Game of Thrones awards rattle is going on. And we got the Golden Globe nominations out mm -hmm. today. And uh, basically, they were snubbed is the narrative yeah. going on here. Yeah. I, I, I always find it interesting with award shows that the, the, the like the different ones that go for that kind of highlight different things. Like the Emmys love Game of Thrones always have the uh, the Golden Globes never really have and they all have, like different things. So the Golden Globes are way into like things like Chernobyl, The Crown, a show called Unbelievable that I hadn't really heard of. Yeah. And then the Critics Choice Awards are like favor these gradually different shows like um like this is us and other stuff like yeah. that and there was so little crossover it's just interesting like the way award shows kind it of work really like that is, yeah depending on the body you get yeah. different selections and usually i'm always like the golden globes for me are a curveball because i feel like there are some like staples that they're gonna have to have which i mean honestly though game of thrones if you would ask me would game of thrones be nominated for a decent amount of golden globes i would probably tell you yes they never but, happen in that <laughs> but show but you know what now that yeah now that i see the reality of the situation i'm like oh, okay i think though more so it might be the emmys where i feel like they're a bit i don't know if, if they're and like they a little more forgiving of like final seasons or you know just being like okay well maybe it's time now to do that so 
Well, I mean, the only nomination they got for Golden Globes was Kit Harrington for Best Actor, alongside wow. Brian Cox for Session, Romy Malik for Mr. Robot, Tobias Smith for The Crown, and Billy Porter for Pose. So I think we'll probably win. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't feel confident. As much as I love Kit, I was like, I don't feel confident that that's his category to win. But congratulations to him. I'm kind of surprised he's the only one who is nominated. Out of, yeah, out of the yeah, entire Peter Dinklage. Cast. I mean, I think that, um, and, and then again, weirdly, at the Critics' Choice Awards, I think Gwendolyn Christie was the only cast member to get a nomination oh. for um, Best Actress for Brienne. Wow. I think Dinklage may have gotten one, too. But like, Kit Harrington wasn't in that, nor Lena Hayden, yeah. nor Cynthia Clark. And Emilia Koch getting no love anywhere. I'm, that makes me really <laughs> sad, by the way. <laughs> a little I really, bit. I really wonder what goes on in the voters' mind, because I feel like they come from maybe like all over they all have these different interests and likes and stuff but it's like what series have you been watching as to where you <laughs> you're like oh no i'm not gonna give him or her like not to say that i you know don't like winning gwendolyn christie which i do but i would have thought that people were who were maybe a little bit more in the forefront of the show yeah. would have got those nominations so i mean it really does go to show you what what i've always said is that award shows are fun mm-hmm. but i mean <laughs> look i mean they are nonsense. We, yeah. we, we know that, right? <laughs> I think as long as you approach it like that, it, it's good. It's fun. It's, it's, they're, they're fun to watch. They all wear the nice clothes and they get up and they make the speech and sometimes they're intelligible, sometimes they're dumb. But I mean, it, it's always been so arbitrary. There's no like baseline or standard. And then, yeah. and then you see a show like Unbelievable, which, which sounds very good. It's, it's a Netflix show. It's like based on some real life stories of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, no one's heard of it. You see that get out exactly. like a giant thing, like five noms and you start to think like, did a rep get to you? Ooh. <laughs> like who's slipping a 20 under their door? <laughs> or not. I haven't seen it. It's probably very good. Yeah, me neither. But yeah, that's the award show coverage. Um, are you an award show person? Do you watch the Oscars, the Emmys, the you know, Tonys, et cetera, I mean, so, yeah, so forth? Yeah, for my job. And I, like, but even before that, I used to be super, super big. I'm more of a movies person still, so I was yes. just like absolutely love the Oscars. For some reason, the Oscars... I mean, even though I watch more TV than movies, mm-hmm. for award shows, the Oscars do seem glitzier and more interesting. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about. Like, even I, I put even like the Grammys like really, really low. I'm like, everybody loves music. I've never watched the Grammys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't feel that <laughs> bad then. But yeah, it's like as far as those go, it's like the Emmys or I was like, oh, okay, I might, you know, but Oscars are always like the number one for me. So I'm like, yeah, TV can do their thing. It's whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> And by the way, everybody's watching. I, I know you're commenting. My internet's not really working. Mine the Facebook. Came back finally. <laughs> know, it's been some, weird. Yeah. So hello, Sabrina, Leanne, Jen, who just saw a house targaryen dinner plate, salad plate, and bowl set. Wow. Gotta have merch. Wow. I think this is like the primo bit of Game of Thrones for the holiday season. It is, yeah. And again, congratulations to the person who won it last week. Very, very nice. Hope you show that off at your uh, holiday gathering. <laughs> Okay, that's what happened to the world. I mean, there, there was a bunch of stuff happening in the world of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know that Rory McCann, who played the Hound, was homeless before he got the role of the Hound? Wow. He was living in a tent. Where, where does this type of information come up? It comes on the uh, Conan oh. O'Brien oh. uh, behind-the-scenes interview segment on this very simple. Oh, I was like, yeah, that's that's something to bring up. We're really switching gears here. <laughs> wow. That, no, that's really remarkable, though. I'm, you know, it's that's pretty remarkable. Like, good for him. It reminds me of was living in their van like paul rudd or somebody was he paul rudd i don't no. know not paul rudd 
Yes, Chris Pratt. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, I believe he was that. one of those guys who, you know, just kind of like got their big break. It's like, hey. <laughs> so always happy to hear some good stories. <laughs> By the way, if you want to hear uh, this great story in audio form, we are available on iTunes. Yes. Uh, Spreaker, podcasts are sold. Five-star reviews and glowing write-ups welcome. Um, anyway, beyond Game of Thrones, we'll actually get, come back to it because, you know, it's the end of the year. We're going to celebrate the show that started this all. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple other things we want to touch on this week. You were very excited, and I was very excited, frankly, yeah. about the trailer for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. I think it's coming out in May. May 2020. I thought I might watch the trailer first, but, which yeah. I did see, feel was pretty excellent. It was. A, it's a fun trailer. Yeah. Let's roll the tape. Okay. So that's the best trailer I've seen in a while, and I'll tell yeah. you why. Yes. I feel like you could put that on at a rave and like the people wouldn't miss a beat <laughs> i love how like propulsive it i love the music in it it's very I love the, fun yeah it's it's, very it's more like a music video than it is a trailer almost in a lot of those places. it really is yeah it's so and i think it's it's cool to see wonder woman in a different setting and a to, well to me personally i'll say a fun setting not to say world war one isn't fun but i think the 80s I mean, has what's more, more fun than the most tragic <laughs> yeah. event of the 20th century yeah. so that was really cool there were a lot of like really cool moments i think one of the big things is seeing uh steve trevor played by chris pine how the how so spoiler alert he dies in the yeah. first one sorry i'm gonna yeah. go out there is there word on why he's back i really have not i think that's gonna be one of those mysteries that they're gonna be like "Ooh, why is he back how is he back if he died and i looked up his um like wikipedia page uh and it said he Who, was chris born, pine or chris, steve trevor's uh, steve trevor okay. for the movie universe and it's like he was supposed to be born in the 1880s so there's no huh? way, there's absolutely no way he should be there's even living. There's <laughs> time travel or a clone <laughs> right. or something's so happening. It's either that or maybe she's having like an illusion or something of him. I think Luis has actually a really good point that yes. Wonder Woman's hair isn't big enough for the 80s. Hmm. Okay, I think that trailer, like, it seems to like be really mixing up decades that I like. Like, I'm sorry, that music, that's that's a disco song. Yeah. And like the 1984, all these like, big color, like, 54 kind of lights coming at yeah. you. It almost seemed more 70s than it did, but then there's the mall, mall, so that's very 80s. The mall to me, which I mean, I guess the mall is a staple of 80s culture, I suppose, but it's also like, all right, we're back to Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. It's just totally right in Stranger Things, It, the new American Horror Story, where everything is 80s right now. Yeah. And I'm just, I said it before, I'm waiting for us to kind of creak over into the 90s. I know. Which I think, I, I guess, will happen once we it's go over, happening, it, yeah. It, into 2020. It's, it's, yeah, new decade, by the way. Wow. <laughs> Having new like decade. an existential crisis in the middle of the podcast. But yeah, it looks really cool. I think there was the part where she's like, she's got her lasso and she's like uh, flinging herself off of the lightning, kind of like doing like a... Yeah, that, that was, ju- that was that making was, around. It was really, really cool. They've done a nice job, I think, of turning kind of the DC Extended Universe boat around. Yeah. Because for a while, the narrative was like, we are floundering, we are flaming, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. You know, they had Justice League, it failed. They had those just... Batman. Oh, those like overbearing Batman, Superman, yeah. where they're just weighed Suicide down by their own seriousness. Squad. Nobody liked that yeah. thing. And now they, they they seem to have found finally found yeah. a rhythm. I think Wonder Woman was the was it the first movie or yeah. did Batman versus it, well obviously it was one of the better movies to come out of that really really trashy period mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they're like okay well we got to do this again and we got to do it even better so I know Patty Jenkins is really 
I'm hoping that she really nails it. This she seems time pretty around. cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're also talking about a Amazon spinoff, like about the Amazons of Themyscira. Themyscira. Yeah. It's the word I can say but can't spell. Yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting. I think. I don't. You know what? I really. It's one of those things to me. I'm like, I don't see why not. It would almost make me say this should be like one of those HBO Max. Well, they don't have Disney Plus, so HBO Max spinoffs. But I wonder, like, what's the feasibility of that? How many people would be interested? And so on and so on. You know what? I'm probably down with you, Louise. Shoulder pads and big hair. No one's to have them. That is a great point. All this 80s nostalgia stuff. And no one is wearing, you know, giant shoulder pads, hair out to here. I would love to see some of that. It's a very toned down 80s. I feel like Stranger Things has some 80s stuff going on. I like the swimsuits and the weird. Yeah. But yeah, nothing that extreme or like or like the brightly colored, um, like kind of neon color blocking stuff. I'm into that. I would love that. Yeah. Fine. Just go ahead. Do what you want. Warner Brothers. As, like as, as long as it's good. It's some big hair and like hairspray going for one. Um, speaking of uh, superhero movies that are going out of time, we also got the one of our first official photo. Of a new Disney Plus series, yeah. uh, WandaVision, which, so yeah. the hell it's is that? It's very, very old-timey, like back in the That's 50s sitcom. That's yeah. I Love Lucy. Yeah. That's Leave it to Beaver. And all this news coming out, the Wonder Woman and the uh, WandaVision is from, they call it CCXP. It's a comic con yes, in, in Brazil. Brazil. So it, you know, not as like huge as the other comic cons here, but they still have obviously some big presenters. Clearly. So yeah, this WandaVision thing. Again, you, you know what I like? <laughs> I, I like that it seems like, especially, especially Disney does this really well, where it, it's, willing, it's willing to just get weird with stuff. Yeah. Like everyone's doing 80s, everything's doing 80s. Why don't we do an I Love Lucy yeah. 50s takeoff <laughs> yeah. for our giant, you know, headlining superhero show? Yeah. Starring Elizabeth Olsen and... Paul Bettany. There you go. Thank God he said that. I wasn't going to get it. Um, of all the upcoming Disney Plus shows, I'm the most intrigued about that one. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, yeah. Loki, and yeah, Hawkeye. It's that was got the, the most interesting concept. I think especially because kind of like the rumors of what I've been hearing about it too, where it's just right. like, she supposedly, you know, like really upset that Vision died. And so she kind of like be. retreats into her own world. And it just ends up being this sitcom, you know, like, you know, the perfect life until it isn't perfect, I'm sure. I'm impressed that that a company as big as Disney is able to do this kind of quirky thing. And I mean, obviously be successful with it. Like, that's really quirky. I was watching the latest Mandalorian and my hero, Amy Sedaris, was in it. Did you have watched Friends with Candy back in the day? No. Okay, great show. (laughs) She's a legend. She played like the... uh, a mechanic girl who watched the baby Yoda. She's hilarious. Wait, what did you ask me? Did I see? Um, the Mandalorian. Oh, oh I thought uh, you... He's strange with candy. Which oh, no, no, no. Okay, right. I haven't... Oh, wait. Yes, I have. Good show. It's a really offbeat show. It's very it's... offbeat. <laughs> okay, yeah. And the point is that Disney is... is And also, Werner Herzog. I can't forget him. Yeah. Like, it, it's doing these... It's making these weird choices with a lot of its stuff, mm-hmm. with WandaVision being another example. And I'm just impressed that a company that big is is able to do that. Because I guess the normal narrative is, like for Warner Brothers, for instance, they kind of played it grim and straightforward, yeah. and it was it wasn't working. Yeah. And I like that. Again, I, I'm always of two minds with Disney. That I admire what you're doing, and I mean you keep doing it well, so I can't be mad right. that mad at you. <laughs> but it's, it's I always I think it's gonna be like another shoe that drops eventually. But so I, I'm impressed that they've been able to be huge, but also nimble. Yeah. Yeah. It. 
I feel like they're, well, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but the creative freedom aspect, maybe they're like in a prosperous time. Well, I'm sure they're prosperous with Disney Plus. <laughs> so they're kind of yeah. like, we can take these gambles and we can take these creative risks because of the environment that we have going on. Because we have Disney Plus. It's not just maybe. this theatrical release and we have to get it right. It's kind of like we've got all these moving parts so we can kind of see what works out. And especially with people like, uh, Kevin Feige Kevin running Feige. Marvel, who's got that. Who's getting more promotion. powerful, by the yeah. way? Because <laughs> they shut down the. They shut TV down Marvel division. TV. So like, just give it to Feige. And yeah, like, Feige's oh. like, no, he's like, over Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. You wonder that too. Like, how much is it due to one person? Like, yeah. How much can one person in a corporation really make a big difference? Which is kind of a terrifying thought. It is, yeah. Because that means, like, is all this Disney Renaissance success, unprecedented <laughs> success? Uh, taking over other companies due to the creativity that comes down, flows down from one person? Mm -hmm. Or is it like a mass cultural change, which matters yeah. more? Yeah, it's really like for him, almost like being a small little, I think he's like the chief creative officer, but really is almost like being a CEO. Um, but I've also been watching on Disney Plus the engine Imagineering story. Mm -hmm. And they talk about how the Disney CEOs have an influence over all the Disney parks, you know, Disney World, Disneyland. And it's like, gosh, can you imagine like not only having to worry about the movies, having to worry about Pixar, having to worry about Marvel, but also having to worry about the parks and all that. It does seem like a lot to juggle. And yeah, kind of like what you've been saying. It's like, how do they balance all of that? <laughs> I mean, I would, they, they, they found a way to do yeah, it while the shows were kind love, of floundering. I would actually love to be Disney CEO just for the day if that's a job. I'm coming for that job just to let me sit in the chair for one day and give it a crap. I would just empty out Disney World, just go around it myself for fun. <laughs> That's not no. That's not fair. <laughs> By the way, I'm loving the discussion of the comics about '80s fashions. Oh, oh um, my gosh, we've been. <laughs> says Jen Casey, I was part of the Blue Army denim jackets with patches all over Ooh. it, and in the '80s, your hair didn't reach the ceiling. You didn't leave the house. It's making me wish I uh, could get more of a load of fat. We really missed young. out, didn't we? <laughs> we did. <laughs> and like, I and I was also, I was too young to be in a '90s fashion. That's not a fashion person. But um, I know it when I see it. And exactly. you're right. I agree. I wish there was. I wish Wonder Woman had hair that was as tall as she was. Mm. I think it's a travesty she doesn't. Mm. She's Make so it happen, She's Warner got Brothers. All that hair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's some of the stuff happening in the world of superheroes, as it always does. We got Star Wars coming up. Yeah. Giant big thing yeah. right around the corner. Being fun of the Ghostbusters thing for looking too much like Stranger Things. Lots happening, as always. Mm -hmm. I just want to draw attention to something that Fansided did recently. Yeah. That Game of Thrones plays yeah. a part in, of course. Every year, gentle viewers, uh, fan-sided our beloved, um, what do we call it, parent-sister company? Fan-sided. Wiccan fan-sided, together at last. Um, put out the Fandom 250, which is a ranking of the 250 top fandoms mm -hmm. on Earth, in all the world, drawn from the worlds of entertainment, celebrities, sports, video the internet, games, all that good yeah. stuff. Video games. Video games? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The world's video games on there, right. And basically, it just ranks every fandom based on, you know, things like how buzzy was it, how big was it, um, how much legacy does it have, you know, how passionate are the fans. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Game of Thrones placed pretty, pretty highly, although there's a little twist that we'll get to in a second. Oh, yeah. So, the top <laughs> 10 just that came out, top 10 fandoms from under 50 were... Number one, it's any order of top ten, Marvel, the Los Angeles Lakers, Star Wars, Beyonce, Patrick Mahomes, who's a football man, the United States Women's National Soccer Team, Zion Williamson, I think he's a basketball man, the Los Angeles Clippers, 
Game of Thrones <laughs> at number nine and Serena Williams. Yeah. So, sorry, tennis? Serena Williams plays tennis. Well, no, I... <laughs> we know Serena Williams. I know Serena Williams. <laughs> that, that one's fine. Um, that's great. Game of Thrones number, number nine. I think that's yeah. okay. Not bad. You know what, though? Because I took part in some of the ranking process. You did, and I did not. What's it like? It, you know what? It was, we, I've only been, this is my second one. Um, and so we kind of tweaked the process again to where we really focused on having a big collaborative process for like the first 50, I think 50 or a hundred. And then it was sort of like a, we just let the biggest editors, our editorial directors kind of go behind the scenes and work out the rest. And then they send it to us and then we look through it and we say, okay, this is good. Or this should be moved up or this should be moved down. So there's a lot of debating. There's a lot of talking. Um, it really is a... I wouldn't say a difficult process, but I say a lot oh, of work goes into it, totally. <laughs> like more than you would imagine. <laughs> Although you know what I found cool was that, like, that's the way they rank. That's the way you guys yeah. ranked. Oh, um, you were in this last year. So, I was. Yeah. I was not. I wasn't entirely upset not to be a part of it because it was a lot of work. <laughs> <It's> a, yeah. <laughs> um, what I loved was that if you just went by the fan vote, mm-hmm. if you just filtered the fan vote. What was the fan vote exactly? I believe they ran that online. If you were on the website. And there was a way between you could vote like who was the best between this and that. And you'd say, oh, I like this one. And then they'll give you another one. Oh, I like this one. So I believe that was our fan vote. Yes, the fan vote. Just by that, guess what's number one? Na, 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 na. Yeah. <laughs> so Game of Thrones is the people's fandom. Yay. Actually, it's kind of cool how differently it was when I did this, the fan vote. It was Game of Thrones, Los mm-hmm. Angeles Lakers. We were also too. Stranger Things wasn't on the original top ten. The Los Angeles Clippers, they have two. Th- Never mind. Um, We're not here to talk about sports. <laughs> Marvel, uh-huh. uh, The Rock, the Houston Astros, the New York Yankees, Batman slash Joker, and the Kansas City Chiefs. So yeah. it's just a, quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. And Game of Thrones comes in on top Looky when you there. just talk about uh, the fans. <laughs> it was a cool. It was an interesting year for, for Game of Thrones fandom. Yeah. I feel like they came to one of those fandom reckonings that sometimes happens when um, a series has been around for a while yeah. and there is a schism, to use the Holy Roman Empiric term, that, you know, it, 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 we just kind of saw it in Star Wars. Sometimes fandoms have these kind of blow up events, you know, exactly. where like um, something comes along that splits them and there's infighting. I know Harry Potter has it. I know they split over Cursed Child. I know mm, that's still yeah. like a scar to this day. Yeah. I know Star Wars has had it over The Last too Jedi many. and the prequels <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> I'm not a Star Trek expert. I'm I'm sure there's some show that yeah, does have like know, six shows. Star Trek so far. Surely it wasn't like hmm. Enterprise. I, I, I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about it. And Game of Thrones definitely had a bit of a schism this year with the yeah. final season. They almost made it out alive. <sighs> almost perfect record. I will say, um, fandoms, I mean, it, I'm not sure like once split it ever, I mean, you can't return to Eden, you know? Yeah. Like once you're out of the garden, yeah. you're out. <laughs> yeah. You can't uh, like uh, be blissful and just loving it all over again. Yeah, yeah. But once something new comes along, you can love it together again. I think it's been amazing a bit with Star Wars mm-hmm. recently that, you know, Star Wars is known for the fans, known for infighting, known for yelling at Ryan Johnson. John Boyega even kind of did it. Did you read that? Yeah, I saw that this morning <laughs> or this afternoon. I don't know if those comments have been like taken out of context I'll where they were smidge. kind of... Like, I guess the whole thing that I read was like they were talking about, oh, John Boyd was like, oh, I cried when I learned that J.J. Abrams was coming back 
to direct the trilogy or the final movie. I was like, really? No, but I read that he was like, um, I, I was iffy on the last Jedi choices. Oh. Like, I, I didn't like that we were split up. Um, I just seemed like Salazar. Like, he, it, it, yeah. it, it was pretty explicit. Yeah. The team. Um, but no, but again, then you see something like The Mandalorian. People, everybody's yeah. loving it. Yeah, and it's like oh, you can, yeah. you can, you can't go home again. But you can like go pretty close, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. We've got this one thing to kind of hold us together, and you know, even the man. So the Mandalorian is going to be continuing even after, sort of speak after the la- the rise of Skywalker yes. comes out. We still got a couple more episodes. So even if it, you know Disney will dominate your yeah, Christmas even if the break. rise of Skywalker fizzles, there'll still be something to patch us over. <laughs> God, what if it did? Ugh. Twitter be so <laughs> upsetting. Um, by the way, uh, speaking of Mandalorian, Louise Piper points out that Pedro Pascal. Uh, yeah, she points out that um, recent story that Pedro Pascal, the actor who plays yeah. Mandalorian, is not in the suit a lot of the time, which we all yeah. knew, right? For the uh, it's a good gig Bryce for him Dallas getting someone Howard. to walk around for him and him getting the credit. <laughs> That really, it's like, there's not a lot that you need to do, buddy. I know. It's just like a voice acting <laughs> Besides role. Besides maybe some, some, you know, stunts. But yeah, I think it was like John Wayne's grandson. Yeah. Who was in the, the Bryce Dallas Howard episode where he goes to Little Village. It's pretty cool. The, yeah. It was a great episode. So good luck. Good job to that guy. So we can shift over to what are we watching? Which yeah. Is our final part. And by the way, Jen, I'm sorry. I have not watched The Curse of Oak Island yet. Um... <laughs> It did sound good. I want. It's hard to make room. I made room for the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel recently to add that okay. to my rotation. Okay. So I already have a new show on board, and there's, I'm still watching The Mandalorian and Watchmen, which is just killing it. Oh, awesome. Um, his art material is almost over, thank God. I'm still trying to work my way through that. So uh, we'll, Are you starting we'll, we'll see Mrs. if I can Maisel get from the beginning, or have you already oh, no. watched the first season? The two? third season came out. Okay. So I, I, I've okay. been on board since back in, since back when it first okay. came out. Well, not immediately after, but around that. Have you watched that show? I did not. And you'll, you'll, I think you'll learn that <laughs> I just kind of like through osmosis learned what these television shows if are If you about. work in the siren, probably will. And then I just watched some of my other like random TV shows. <laughs> you gotta keep up. I, I do try and keep up with like the the big stuff yeah that's not true though i i i keep up with like the things i would be watching anyway like yeah. i want to watch yeah. like there are shows that i just i'm not gonna have time for like vikings just premiered season six and like like what what am i gonna do go watch the first five seasons and like binge them <laughs> over a, a weekend lot, yeah. i have things to do with yeah. my life i like that we have our contributors and our like yes little and fleet god bless them i'm sure are, it's a great have show their own interests so i'm like you guys really help the side out because there's way too much for me to cover I will watch some SNL, though. I love Saturday oh, sure. Night Live. Curse of Oak Island sounds like it's a low-impact yeah. watch, so I can try that. Which one? Curse of Oak Island. <laughs> and I'm watching repeats of, um, oh gosh, on Disney Plus, there's a show about the like Disney fairy tale weddings that came. Sorry, that's just me. I like sure. that thing. And they're coming out with a new season, I think, next year. So that's what I'm watching. And I'm doing a whole Star Wars rewatch, so that's another, like... Naturally. Look that I'm putting on myself. Terry says that women's not on saved on Lodge 49, which I have heard a lot of good things about. Oh, that's right. But I yeah. have not really had time to dive into. Luis says his dark materials has improved. It has think? improved, Louise. I still am kind of bored by it oh, no. and think it'd be like a half as long and I'd be fine. Yeah. It has not been the hit I wanted it to be. 
Watchmen, though, I feel like that's finally it has one episode left that mm-hmm. has kind of caught on in yeah. a way. I feel like people are, are oh, genuinely people, excited about people it. People were saying Regina King was definitely snubbed from Golden Globe. Yeah, I don't think they got Watchmen there at all. Yeah, that was sad because I know from what I've heard and from even like the first episode that I saw, I'm like, she's really good. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so yeah, she's tremendous, and she's only gotten better. That show has impressed me a lot. Yeah. Um, I know you're busy, but if you have time to watch the time, I, I think now that it's finally out, I can be like, okay. Yeah, there's one more episode left. Yeah. Um, the Witcher, we also mentions, funnily enough, I've actually seen some of the screeners for that. Yeah. Very excited about it. And I can't talk about them yet because it's very hush-hush and Netflix. I've always wanted to say something like this. Like, Netflix would kill me if yeah. I talked to the screeners. Netflix snipers are out there. But I can soon. <laughs> and that'll be fun. Um, yes, yeah, so that's coming around the bend. So, yeah, that'll well, be a good thing. Yeah. We've got about, because that comes out on December the 20th. The 20th, yeah. So we've got about a little under 10 days, 9 days, so... I think people can hold on till then. <laughs> to I think do so your too. review. <laughs> okay, so now the, uh, of our last part, this isn't the schedule. But I'm just curious. So, the Rise of Skywalker, the big yeah. Star Wars movie, it's coming up. It's going to be the movie event of December, probably maybe of the year. Yeah. So, what do you want out of it? Are your hopes high? Are you nervous? Because you're because you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah. I want to preface this by saying. I just read a massive, massive leak on Reddit. I'm talking. So you do that? You you go read the leaks? You know what? I was not a fan, especially with the Avengers. I did not want to know a single thing. But this, I was so curious that I read the entire thing. It was like an 18-page document. And I read it word for word. They had those in the Game of Thrones days. Someone was always <laughs> leaking the whole story. And so, to me, it kind of sounds interesting. There was also a leak for the soundtrack. And the soundtrack <laughs> had these... Uh, titles that very much match what the leak said. I was like, oh, this might be legit. Uh, but to push that aside, what am I hoping for? Is Baby Yoda in it? <laughs> Baby Yoda. I think that was that would be too much of a last minute decision for them to throw in there. But I, I mean, the biggest thing is obviously seeing how these characters are going to wrap up. Seeing like, is Kylo Ren going to redeem himself? Um, is there anything next? Or are they just going to be kind of like happy with like? Oh, are we going to end the First Order? Is First Order going to get our butts? I feel like because Star Wars has always been at its heart a children's story and a sure. fantasy, they're going to try to like wrap things up in a neat little bow and have a happy way, ending. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not, I don't think it's going to be... It's not going to be a red wedding or anything. No. <laughs> it's like everybody dies. Uh, so that and then oh i'm interested to see you know like what's up with Pappleteen, why is he back what does he have to do with anything what about ray's parents so many questions <laughs> that yeah that i'm i'm starting to overheat i think i had those answers from the leak but again i am still kind of curious to see if that plays out okay or how it plays out let's walk a tightrope here for just yes. a second without saying anything from the leak okay. not to spoil anything were you pleased with what you read I still think because it's an ending and it has so much weight on its shoulders, Uh it's gonna be device. It's gonna have people on the fence. I think some people are either really gonna like it or some people are just gonna be like, well, you know, what else could you do? Ah, the classic. (laughs) You can't please everybody. that's That's what I'm feeling. I don't know, like if I had seen a Marvel leak, because obviously I like the way that they wrapped all of that up. But for this, I think specifically like when they went with The Last Jedi, I think that's what kind of turned me off in the first place. So now I'm like, I really don't care how they do it. I just (laughs) let's just get it over with already. So 
Yeah, which is really sad to say as a Star Wars fan, but that's it is what it is. So I think I think from what they from what I read, I think J.J. Abrams tried really, really hard. And yes, I commend it him for sounds that. like he has brought his passion to bear. Yeah. How about the Mandalorian? Are you still into that? I thought the oh, last yeah. episode was probably like the the least exciting so far. But I mean, it, it's it the wasn't... least exciting, but ended on a cliffhanger. So it did. it did. I mean, it was still very enjoyable. And again, I am a big Amy Sedaris fan yeah. from way back, and I was thrilled to see it's her. I so love funny. the casting on that show. I had a uh, class, an audition for a class, the on Saturday. You auditioned for classes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's a like, long story. Like, please teach me trigonometry? Like, what, No, it's for um, um, improv, musical okay. improv, which is really fun. And so I got in, by the way, which is great. Um, but going into my audition, there was a photo of Amy Sedaris, like, on the... She's in Chicago, yeah. From the Second City Wall. I was like, oh, please bless me on my audition, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> which was funny, because I just saw her the night before in The Mandalorian. So I was like, this is good. It makes me wonder, sign. like, who else is just gonna pop up unexpectedly in this show i know well it is making me curious about who is our guest at the you know at the cliffhanger of the mandalorian i don't know the character yeah but i'm pretty sure they're going to be played by ed asner Ooh. or just actually he might be dead someone in the left <laughs> yeah field. i was like i was like what I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> that's a little out there, too, but Look yeah, forward I, to won't, it. I won't hold it against them. Cool. Anyway, that's about our show for this yeah. week. Next week, we're going to do a little, a little different. I think we're going to kind of look back on a decade of pop culture mm-hmm. in 45 minutes. See how that goes. Um, highlighting some of our most favorite moments, our iconic moments, ones that shaped us as viewers and people. And I'd love to hear what you guys think of it, too. This is 10 years that have been come to a close. A lot has happened in pop culture. Oh, it's From been a movies lot. to books yeah. to television, a lot has changed. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think I am, too, to relive all those great <laughs> memories. I want us to come with five <laughs> apiece. And you guys come up with five, too, if you're listening okay. to this. Okay, Your five biggest moments, whether it be a movie, a book, a TV show, I don't know, a play, some sidewalk art you saw this one time uh, that stick out to you as definitive over the past right, 10 years you guys got some homework this time around yeah, yeah, or, 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 it's homework <laughs> or or do nothing that's fine too we're easy here and uh if you want to listen to us in audio form your commute or whatsoever we're available on itunes spreaker uh wherever podcasts are downloadable five-star reviews and glowing write-ups welcome thanks a lot everybody and we'll see you next week <laughs>